Can ghosts smoke cigarettes? Is it possible to hate at first sight? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hello! My voice is stuck up here. Welcome to This Paranormal Life. This is the weekly comedy podcast where every Tuesday we dive into a different paranormal case and try to get to the bottom of it by the end of the episode. Decide whether it's truly paranormal or not. As always, you are joined by me, Kit Greer Mulvena, and this guy sitting across from me, Mr. Rory Pars. How are you doing today, Rory? Is it possible to hate at first sight? Yes. I know this uh, from firsthand experiences. Uh, many parents, when they have a child, they say that from the moment they look into its eyes, they right. realize that their life has changed forever. And that yeah. their 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 whole existence on the earth becomes about protecting, nurturing, and looking right. after. Your priorities just switch. Switch. My mother said she felt nothing. Why did they tell you this? Why did they tell you? Because it was my birthday. I guess they felt like they should it say was your something. Birthday? Yeah, that's the I... opposite of when they should have told you. I don't <laughs> I know why. Like... There's no time to tell you, but certainly not your birthday. How are you doing, bud? <laughs> Quite good. How are you Quite doing? Good. Yeah. Excited to dive in to a brand new paranormal case. I mean, we've got. I would say quite a big, quite chunky little investigation on our hands today. Um, I was researching today's case, Rory, and it got me thinking, what is the worst thing that can happen to a paranormal investigator in the middle of a case? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, I guess right off the bat, shit yourself. (laughs) That's pretty up there. Because I I did, when I was trying to brainstorm, the first thing I came up with was uh, food poisoning from a... Yeah, yeah. There's a, in the life of a paranormal investigator, there is a lot of 4 a.m. burritos on the late night research sessions. But I, I, I dug deeper and I found that actually the reality is, is it pissing? it's finding out that Danny Robbins has already made a 12 part series about your case. Yeah, which has already happened once before when we investigated the, uh, the Battersea, Battersea Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Danny Robbins is kind of the BBC's <sighs> resident paranormal investigator. Um, don't know how he got that title, because uh, he's a fraud and a charlatan. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, he seems to be a good reporter, and he makes engaging content. And I think it's kind of, the BBC see it as kind of like more entertainment, maybe, than journalism. My dad once said I was an alien grey, because he didn't believe in me. Yeah, okay. I thought, so I think I, I know a little were... bit more about the paranormal than some guy called Danny Robbins, some stranger. Yeah, listeners will know. As Rory says, uh, we recently covered the Battersea Poltergeist. Um, sure, a case that Danny popularized long before the rest of the public or us knew about it. Sure, he covered it first. But our investigation was more groundbreaking. It was. I mean, I think he got some of the actual... People from the case and some witnesses to actually guest mm-hmm. on the podcast and tell their side of the story. Uh, but we found some pretty cool theories from Reddit uh, that I think really rivaled some of his evidence. Uh, and sure, he might have the money. He might have the production team behind him, the marketing budget of the BBC. But you know what we've got that he doesn't have? Heart? Gumption? No. Researcher Amy. Ah. And that's why, sure, he might have got to this one first. But over here, we do things TPL style. So even though this case took him 12 episodes, we're going to get to the bottom of this in about 45 minutes. Rory, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was gonna, I thought that was a string on sentence. No, I am. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get right into it after some words from today's sponsors. Uh, and a reminder, you can get ad-free episodes of This Paranormal Life on patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. It was 1969 and a young plumber was on his way to a farmhouse in South Wales. He had his apprentice with him, and together they wound their way through the Brecon Beacons National Park to the remote house high in the mountains. The sign on the gate read, Hail Fanog. Oh, this is the place, boyo. Out you get and do the gate, will you? Went a bit Irish there. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Holborn, hi, I'm Stuart. I'm here to put in your new radiators. We'll get right to work if you don't mind. It's a big job and I'm sure you won't want us back here tomorrow. The men got to work plumbing in a whole new system. It was a big job, the most strenuous part of which was getting the radiators on the wall. These things are big, heavy, bulky as all hell. Takes two men. What what year did you say this was? 1969. Summer of love, baby. Oh, so we're talking about radiators from the 70s. These things are probably like 
relics from a war. <laughs> right. They're they, not the slick modern day radiators we have these days. Right. At this point, they're they're borderline still decommissioning German tanks, hacking them apart and turning <laughs> them into radiators. They're made of steel, got bullet holes in them, that kind of thing. Wow, I'm sweating like a pig. Listen, I need to get an extra length of pipe, so I'll have to drive back into town. While I'm gone, I need you to- No! The young apprentice suddenly looked terrified. Please don't leave me here alone. The plumber chuckled. Don't worry, I'm coming back. Anyway, you won't be on your own. Mrs. Holborn is only in the sitting room. I'll be back in two hours, maybe? No, I mean it. Take me with you. You can just leave me in town if you want. I don't care. I just can't stay here. Getting a little bit Irish there. Shut the, the f*** off. <laughs> Shut off. I told you I can't do a Welsh accent. Neither of us can. God damn it. God damn it. I think actually at this point in the story, the apprentice was pretty quiet. <laughs> I think that was actually the last thing he said, bud. Uh, no, he actually uh, <laughs> says the alphabet and then <laughs> sings Super Cajifragilistic Expelladocious after that. The apprentice had felt something in the house, something dark. He didn't like it, and he didn't think he'd be able to fight it off by himself. Stuart, on the other hand, wasn't much of a believer in the supernatural, so it didn't really bother him. Once they got back, they flew into action and worked non-stop until the job was finished. There, that's the last screw in place now. Yep, that's all the manual labor done. Yep, that's the end of a hard day's work. The men slept well that night on account of all the backbreaking manual labor. But a phone call came at the crack of dawn that made him realize he was about to have another hard day. Oh. Hello, this is Stuart. Oh, Mrs. Oban, is something wrong? What? How is that possible? Okay, I'll be there as soon as I can. When he got there, he couldn't believe it. Every single one of those radiators had been wrenched off the wall. There was dust and splintered wood scattered everywhere. Whoa. It didn't make any sense. The, it, it took two men to lift these things. One frail pensioner couldn't have pulled it out of place. And even if she could, why on earth would she do that? Yeah, I don't know a lot about construction or electronics or plumbing or radiators or houses. C can that even happen naturally if it was badly installed? Could a radiator be blown off the walls? That seems impractical, right? Because it's just water in there. I think so. And I think, you know, it could fall off if it wasn't attached properly, but it's not going to smash to pieces. Yeah. Strewn across the room. If you if you incorrectly set up a bookcase, <laughs> right. it doesn't mean it can explode. Right. <laughs> the yes. worst thing that happens is maybe a shelf oh, goes a little wonky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't hang a pic hang a picture. The worst that can happen is it's probably slightly angled the wrong way. It sure. doesn't burst into flames. No, yeah, so the fact that this installation has gone this wrong is a bit suspicious. So, Stuart and his assistant spend the morning cleaning up, reattaching the radiators, um, putting an extra screw here and there to really anchor them in place. But the next morning, the same thing had happened again. And then it happened again and again for days, weeks. Needless to say, they need to make some more money. So this is this is hurting the bottom line. I would at this point be starting to think Mrs. Hoburn is enjoying having a couple of hard-working hunky beefcakes hanging out at the house, bending over, right, showing their yeah. builders' butts. Every night she just takes out a crowbar and smashes the place to bits. Yeah! <laughs> oh no! You'll have to come back, Mr. Stewart. Bring the body oil, boys. <laughs> Yeah, because this is, what, 1970s, so I'm assuming these beefcakes are straight out of a Diet Coke ad. You know, they got the tight white uh, tank top on, right. soda exploding all over them, installing radiators in the hot Welsh sun. Those were horny ads. I really forgot about those. Super horny, yeah. <laughs> Didn't boring. someone, like, throw a Diet Coke into a lawnmower so it would explode and, like, soak a dude in Diet Coke? That's borderline terrorism. I wonder, yeah, I never question why I like Diet Coke so much. Um, <laughs> am I having an awakening? <laughs> You're in the theater, like 16 years old, watching Magic Mike, being like, damn, I'm thirsty. <laughs> God, I could go for a Coke right now. <laughs> it's me just at any restaurant or dining experience. I just take that first sip of Diet Coke. <sighs> I need to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. I'll be back at 15, 20. It's <laughs> just you drinking an ice cold Diet Coke. Ah, that hits the spot. I wonder what kissing a dude is like. <laughs> it's like, okay. He said it the quiet bit out loud. It definitely did have an impact on you. <laughs> 
So Stuart can't believe he's doing it, but he's calling up his apprentice again. And he says, Mrs. Holborn's expecting us again. Load up the tools in the van and grab a new bag of binding head screws while you're at it. Now, I assume being an apprentice in the world of plumbing is quite similar to being an apprentice in the world of the Jedi. You cannot say no to your master. No, of course not. It's part of the job. Punishable under death. Yeah. By screwdriver. Because just like the Jedi, the carpenters had to bring balance to the floors. Yeah, dude, it's just, we could stay on, <laughs> no. on topic because it's just... It just felt like... It just wasn't that funny. It came and into it just, my head and I felt like it was a good time to get it You're putting me in a bad mood and, like, and like, that's detrimental to the podcast. So, like... It just seemed like what a funny joke mean? to do What time. did that even mean? I mean, I don't I don't think we need to, like, dissect the joke, I think but we, it was kind of like... I think like, we should because I think we, you, you had an outburst. I think you had an emotional <laughs> outburst and I think we need to understand where it's coming from. So, it's, the idea... Sorry. <clears throat> the idea is kind of like... A carpenter who works with wood and is sometimes yeah. maybe hired to put down some flooring, some wood panels. Yeah. So it's bringing balance to the floors instead of in, <clears throat> instead of the force from Star Wars. Um, so we can move on. It was it was. Oh, you're right. It was silly. Balance to, to the, the floors. floors. Yeah. It was like a. Oh, that's good. Star All Wars right. Fun. Are you back? All right. Fuck it. Okay. Let's go back. Let's, if we can get it again. Well, I don't remember how I quite teed it up is, is the only thing now. And I'm a little don't, nervous. Don't, don't waste my time. time. Come on, okay, because sorry. you came up with a funny line. But if we don't, if you don't, if you aren't ready. So similar to a plumber, a carpenter would have to bring balance to the floors, to the floors. You can't even, this guy, can't, this amateur hour, this guy can't even deliver a line. And how are we he, supposed to? If he's low on supplies, he can always head down to the Darth Mall to uh, see some shopping. You really like, we, we labored it so much to get the one line. And then you're kind of like, you butcher the line and then you try and do a new one it's just i didn't even get the second one but i just plum a fet <laughs> is that something <laughs> plum a fet <laughs> it's pretty good stuff actually <laughs> it is pretty good stuff jar jar sinks last one that was the last one i promise i'm done that's the last one rory glazed over his eyes going blank for 30 minutes before he said that <laughs> the apprentice replies to stewart stewart Stuart 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 Don't f***ing laugh You gave this to me I'm laughing at myself Monster Stuart Well don't shout Don't shout Stuart Am I not shouting? No We're just talking on the telephone About a job Oh Alright Stuart Stuart This is f***ed to me oh, I like to watch you squirm basically <laughs> I can't say that name again you gotta just take it from one of the ones just, we got just, already just say can I make a suggestion can I make a suggestion do you think we could try using Phillips head screws this time if you want but what's the difference the young lad's reply was quiet they've got crosses on them it's worth a shot I don't think those kind of crosses count I think to be <laughs> to have some sort of impact in the world of the paranormal they pretty much have to be biblical That's crosses how desperate they are right they're this desperate but it is true a phillips head screw you don't even know if that's a regular cross or an upside down cross because if it's an upside down cross we might have another old other kettle of fish there you go mrs holborn again hopefully this will be it now and you won't see us tomorrow maybe would be nice wouldn't it the next morning Stuart startled awake <gasps> Realizing for the first time in weeks, he woke up naturally without a call from Mrs. Hoburn. Oh. The screws with crosses on them seemed to be doing the trick. What? Stuart never forgot what happened at the house, which was handy because 20 years later, he received a phone call. Hi, I'm Liz. Liz Rich. <laughs> Are you sure? Is Maybe. This, is, this, <laughs> is this a prank phone call? No, it's been a long night. My family have just moved into this house, and we've got a problem. When do you think you'll be able to get out to Hail Fanong? Hail Fanong. Hail Fanong. Don't correct me. I know where I live, bitch. Hail Fanong. Hello? Hello? Are you still there? Yes, Mrs. Rich. What's the exact nature of your problem? Radiators. <laughs> just no. I assume. Just say. <laughs> just bring all of your tools. I'll explain when you get here. When? But specifically, <laughs> the radiators. All right. I assume. It's not radiators. <laughs> okay. What do you mean you assume? 
Rory assumes, not Liz. I'm sorry, yeah, I should have changed my voice there. But I, I ass- assume. <laughs> it's the same house, the same location. She's calling a plumber. I assume it's the radiators acting up again. I'm about to describe it, but it, it's nothing. Nothing like what you're thinking. Liz explained that the toilet was falling apart. <laughs> okay. She said it had been shoved up through the floor, scattered about the place. But when he went to take a look at it, it was fine. The toilet was scattered? The toilet was smashed to bits. It had been like shoved up through the floor. Oh, right. Beaten up, bandaged. Uh, but it was fine. She was so embarrassed. She was like, I don't know what's going on. Okay, I guess it's fine. You can go. And he left. But as soon as he did, she went back into the toilet and it was destroyed. Smashed to bits. What? So she called him back and the same thing happened again. She thought she was losing her mind at this point. Yeah, God, you would. Sidebar, at this point, we need to see a photo of Stuart. He must look like f***ing Harry Styles. The way these ladies <laughs> are calling him back to the house time and time again. She's like, oh, that's so crazy. I swear it was... I guess you could stay for a cup of coffee now that you're here, <laughs> right, though, yeah. right? Diet Coke, Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, in this instance, Stuart was able to make her feel a bit less insane. You know, this isn't my first time here. Yes. I know, you were here this morning. Oh no, this was 20 years ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday. He explained everything, from his apprentice's fears to the radiators, the screws with crosses on them that had won the battle in the end. Liz was dumbfounded. So we're not the only ones. As it happens, a dodgy toilet wasn't the only bad thing to happen to Liz's family. Loads have been going on since they moved in. In the middle of the night, they would hear loud banging footsteps coming from upstairs. But when they would run up to see what was happening, there was nothing there. Which we say a lot on this show, but it's easy for me to just say that out loud. But if that was happening in my house, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. I mean, it's hard as well. Using the screws on the radiators with the crosses on them, that seemed to fix the problem. You can't really do the same thing with a haunted toilet. What are you supposed to do with a haunted toilet? Flush a Bible down it? <laughs> that seems like it would yeah. make the devil happy. So that's not going to work, is it? Yeah, any protection the good Lord was giving you is out the window at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know what you do. Fill it with holy water? That You're yeah, just pooping into holy water. That seems bad. But it wasn't only that. The house would fill with the acrid smell of sulfur. The electrics in their house started going haywire. And they weren't just imagining it. Because whatever was messing with the house's electricity was drawing so much electricity, their bills shot into thousands of pounds. It wasn't long until they figured out where the electricity was going, by the way. Liz and her husband soon saw blue laser beams shooting through the house. What the f***? And Rory, if you thought everything I've mentioned so far is pretty standard kind of poltergeist shit, it was getting worse and fast. They started seeing dark figures at the bottom of their beds. The children reported seeing an old lady sitting on a chair in the living room. Uh, which started happening so often, they just locked the door to the living room and never went in it again. You know, things are bad when we don't even have the time to deal with the blue laser beams <laughs> shooting through the house. I don't think I've ever heard of that one before. It's pretty interesting. Like, yeah. it, you know, definitely standard paranormal or standard poltergeist rather behavior is like orbs. Um, sure, sure. Lights, sometimes ball lightning, things like that, like light electricity, these do happen. We might have had something that sounds similar, but I don't know about laser beams exactly. And yeah, people don't report hearing Darude's sandstorm coming from the basement. <laughs> and smoke and lasers blasting in the living room. Imagine just lying in bed at <laughs> lying in bed at night, just an aisle outside, the, the 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 wind going through the trees, and you're like, Good night, sweetie. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow will be a bit quieter and we could put all this behind us and move on with our lives. Good night. What was that? Did you hear that? Oh, it must have been a bird. <laughs> just getting louder and louder as you go, as you go to the attic. You're just like in a horror movie, taking one step slower and slower. <laughs> Open the door to the attic. Ghost rave. I mean, we've all heard about the bro ghost before but uh the edm ghost the party ghost (laughs) that's a new type of yeah not like a surf bro but like an edm bro yeah and it's about to get even darker they had a bunch of animals at the house that is 
until all their goats turned up dead one morning. Ooh. Then nice. their pig went insane and had to be put down. <laughs> what do you mean the pig went insane? It's not what hard does that to mean? imagine. Just like, like just, <laughs> just running around, snuffling, yeah. going nuts, trying to bite you. You know what I mean? At no point do I look. Have I ever looked at a pig and thought? He is sane. He has his mental no, faculties. If he's sane, then he's doing normal pig activities, quietly snuffling and eating things. So what's what's insane for a pig? <laughs> that kind of like... Did he grab a child and say, you gotta get out of here. <laughs> they came for the goats, then they're coming for me. Uh, <laughs> the pig went insane. Rory, I think you're just showing your city boy, uh, your city boy ways because a country boy like me I've seen a few insane pigs in my time. I ain't talking about the NYPD. I'm talking about uh, country living hogs. I just don't losing un- it. I don't understand how insane a pig can be. What could a pig do that that would be that you'd be like, hmm, that's a bit weird. Can backflips, mate. <laughs> Was this pig backflipping? Uh, no. I don't think it has has the joints to make that physically possible. Do you think possible. Liz and Bill wanted to put down their pig? If they if they put down their pig along with all the other animals, I think the pig was quite insane. <laughs> I don't want you to be gaslighting these people saying, what could the pig possibly have been doing? They shot it in the head. That's how insane <laughs> it was. think if someone is like, where'd the pig go? It's like, we had to kill it because it went mad. <laughs> that just seems like not a good reason to kill the, the animal. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Well, there isn't a fucking mental institution for pigs, so it's it's either you quietly snuffle around in the dirt or you get a bullet in your head. That's, Set that, it free. That's the life of a pig. Set him free. <laughs> that shouldn't be the choices. He's insane. We have to Welcome kill him. Welcome to the real world. How many how many free roaming? <laughs> do you, what do you think the countryside looks like? You just drive through the countryside and you just see some insane wild pigs and you're like... <laughs> It's nice that they let them go. It's nice that they let them roam free. That's never happened. You make it sound like this pig was in The Shining, taking a wall down with the axes. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't want you to get hung up on it because there were blue laser beams and then all the goats died in mysterious circumstances. Okay. Uh, Rory, what is happening? I don't know. Don't, d- put the pig out of your mind. Focus on anything <laughs> I else. I can't move past the pig. No, Genuinely. I can't move past the pig. Blue laser beams, <laughs> goats, uh, Darude sandstorm rave happening in the attic. Okay. Uh, old lady in the living room. This is a smorgasbord of paranormal activity. I mean, old lady in the it living is. room is a real right angle as well. That, that alone is enough of a paranormal investigation. Yeah. We've done entire cases on just old ladies in living rooms, in old rocking chairs cackling, let alone getting a pig involved. <laughs> And, a, and goats and ghosts and footsteps and exploding radiators. We have had this happen before in paranormal cases where what we're possibly dealing with is just an area of land that is prone to paranormal activity through something. Whether something. that's something that happened in this location in the past, whether that's... Uh, what's the theory some people have about like spirit earth fault lines and yeah, ley lines ley lines and all of that where paranormal activity can kind of gather in one spot that could be what we're talking about because this is so scattered I, I'm struggling to see a link between these these different things yeah I mean I would say for the most part I, ca- I categorize this as a paranormal investigator I categorize this largely still as poltergeist activity between the lights the lasers the strange electricity going on, um, the bills going crazy, and the ghosts in the house. This is all ghost behavior. Uh, The only thing that really makes us think is the animals. Um, Why are they dead? Uh, That's that's definitely creepy. You know why one of them's dead? (laughs) Yeah, because... Because he lost it, he he friggin his his mental went to a bad place. Someone should have been protect that pig should have been put in the witness protection program. I think he knew what was going on, and someone shut him down. I assume one of the kids went up to the pig at one point, and the pig is like, oh, "Listen to me. There's a book in the basement. It contains ancient spells, and it's been down there for thousands of years. The only way to get rid of the." <laughs> Shotgun noise off screen. Yeah, the-, the father's just got a rifle. He was going insane. Yeah. It's like he I think he knew what he was he was saying. It seemed like he was saying shh, shh. I said the piggy was squealing too much. That was that was lucky I <laughs> came upon you and saved you at such a precise moment there, son. You were close to getting hurt. No, I wasn't that you were close to getting hurt. And now we know what happens when little piggies squeal. 
<laughs> Dad? You're acting weird. Rory, we've barely scratched the fucking surface of this strange case, so we're gonna have to figure out properly what's going on. Right after some quick words from today's sponsors. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. All right, Rory, we're back and we're talking about Hale Fanog, the Hellfire Farm of Wales. As I said, crazy stuff going on here. The family might have been able to handle some of this paranormal phenomena, but it was now becoming too much to bear. One day, a neighbour dropped into the farm with some old photos of the property from back when Mrs. Hoburn lived there. Smart. Smart, this is good. Looking into the past to explain the present. Liz's heart leapt into her throat upon seeing the old lady's face there in the photo because she'd seen it countless times sitting in a chair in her front room. It was the ghost. It was the same, it was the woman from the start? The same woman. I've seen her. She haunts my house. The old lady chuckled. I don't doubt that she does. She had a devil of a time here when she was alive. It's only fitting she'd be trapped here for eternity. Keep an eye on that old woman as well. Because <laughs> she's haunting a couple houses by the sounds of it. Liz couldn't believe her ears. The haunted had become the hauntee. She had a hideous flash forward, seeing herself as a gnarled old lady still battling the old house, trapped inside forever. We haven't even talked about Bill, Liz's husband. He was an artist. Uh, he, up to this point, had been making a great living selling his lovely and happy paintings uh, to collectors and galleries. That is until he moved into the house. Suddenly, the commissions, gone. <laughs> I assume the vibes changed. <laughs> kind of went a vibe from shift there landscapes was. and uh, flowers and vases to more dead pigs. Dead pigs everywhere. He went full shining mode. The stress of the paranormal destroyed his psyche. He would lock himself in his studio for hours. And when he did paint, it was now grotesque and dark images. Warped depictions of corpses floating. Oh my God. Warped depictions of corpses floating in the air. Brides with blood gushing underneath their veils. Is this real? He started doing this? It really is. It, it, uh, Liz has done a ton of interviews over the years. And she talks in very sad terms, obviously, about how Bill seemed to mentally get it the worst. He took everything that was happening extremely badly and it pretty much destroyed their relationship. Oh man, that's brutal. Enough was enough. They had to do something. So they hired a priest to exercise the house. 
It did nothing. Okay, never mind. They got a Baptist minister. Who knows? Maybe the demon is Protestant. But nothing. Zip. They got every type of medium or holy man possible, but nothing stopped the hauntings. They didn't just think about moving out? Moving to a new place? Couldn't afford to. Jeez. Not to put you on the spot, but um, just to kind of illustrate what a tricky situation they're in. Even as a paranormal investigator, what would you even recommend someone do once they've tried every world religion to uh, exercise the house? Yeah. What is even that next step? I guess if you want to find a poltergeist or a spirit's weakness, a smart thing is to learn more about the origins of the creature. Unfortunately, the process of learning more is also opening up a gateway for it to get a lot freakier. So, for example, uh, Ouija boards, Mm. where you can communicate with the spirit... Uh, doing some sort of seance. Uh, again, it it's kind of the equivalent of marching at an enemy with a sword, but no clothes on. <laughs> you you might be able to find something, and you might be able to kill it, or you might be butt naked, exposed right in front of the thing, and it will just wreak havoc on you. I never uh, saw it this way, naturally, because that's an insane metaphor, but... I probably could have picked a better one. That was the first one that came to mind. But I see what you're saying. It's almost like, you know... To, to get a swing at this thing, you need to be able to see the whites of its eyes, which is yeah. too close. Yeah. Too close uh, for comfort. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's kind of like, imagine you're in a gunfight with this spirit. If you want to take a good shot at it, you got to lean around the corner. That means it's gonna got a good shot at you, too. So so both of you are going to take a couple swings. So we basically need Liz and Bill here to kind of Stranger Things style go into the spirit realm. If that's what it takes. With a spirit gun. Yeah. I mean, because this is it. If you find out a little bit about more about why this is happening, then you maybe find out how to stop it from happening or to shut it down. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of the times it is kind of beyond the control or the power of the humans. So I would go with uh, option number two, burn it down and move on. Uh, That is kind of, I won't even say plan Z. That is plan B. Sometimes A, when I'm investigating the paranormal, is uh, burn it down, the house, the building, the graveyard, the church, the orphanage, whatever. Burn it down and move on. And as I I did mention, you know, they're kind of hard for cash here. Don't have the financial ability or freedom to move. So we'll add in that extra step, which is burn it down, claim the insurance fraudulently. Sure. And move on. Yeah. Sometimes even moving on with nothing is better than being declared insane and shot in the field. (laughs) Like the pig was. So did I mention it's getting worse? If you thought the ghost of an old lady was bad, get ready for the curveball of a lifetime. One day, Liz saw a figure walking through the house. Normally, fine. She's used to it. Figures walking through the house. She sees like six of these fuckers before breakfast. Except this time, it had the head of a bird. Rory, as far as I'm aware, I can only think of one paranormal being with the head of a bird. You might even say they're a recurring guest on this paranormal life. What? Who? Ra! <laughs> I hated how you said that, but you are right. Yeah, Ra, of course. The ancient Egyptian god. But no, surely... Ra! Surely that's, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Ghosts are one thing, but an Egyptian god? That's where she draws the line, and she put it out of her mind completely. That is, until one day she was walking through the living room when she spotted something shiny on the floor. It was underneath the coffee table in her living room, so she bent down to pick it up. It was an ancient Egyptian pendant. Shut the f*** up. It was an Egyptian amulet laying on the floor. (laughs) Why is she just running a paranormal hostel now, where ancient gods and demons are just hanging out, like cooking breakfast together? Yeah, like, yeah, what's up? I'm going to be here for a few days. What are you? Oh, the owl man? Cool. I'm the Jersey devil. What's up, dude? Oh, shit, you dropped your pendant. Oh, I'll just leave it. It's fine. Oh, cool, yeah. It's a kind of, and I know we've been talking about John Wick lately, it's a kind of John Wick assassin's hotel style arrangement but sure. for paranormal creatures. I don't think a medium or a priest can actually help her anymore. That's beyond anyone's jurisdiction. Ex- expertise. Yeah. What, are you going to get an Egyptologist <laughs> now to, to come to f***ing Wales? You just have to do like in the mummy. You know, whenever... Uh, How did they beat the mummy in the mummy? I don't remember. I don't actually I think it was guns that. in the end. So they just shot it a bunch or but made you, it bleed. But you remember when the, ser- the the guy becomes Imhotep's servant? It's like, that's all Liz can do to survive right now. It's just right. pledge her allegiance, bend the knee, and become uh, the this Egyptian god's servant. Yeah. 
I realize what I'm saying is is insane. This but is it, wild. But it turns out that not long before they moved into Hale Fanog, the whole family went on a holiday to Egypt. It had always been her son's dream to go inside a pyramid. What? But whenever they did, they all felt too terrified to stay inside. They felt a dark presence, as if they were angering a spirit by staying there. Is it possible that whenever they boarded that EasyJet Plus flight from Cairo to London, that they didn't come back alone? That something followed them home all the way to the farm in Wales? You're making it sound like they weren't even brought there by a guide. They just went, walked into a pyramid that they found. Presumably this was part of like a holiday trip thing, like very, sure. very like tourist friendly kind of going. Know, and take it's a few 1969, pictures. man. I think you could do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you might actually have a I point there. I think they there. gave you a pistol and a whip and told you, <laughs> and a camel and said, good luck. That is an insane theory. I don't, what, so, so what, maybe they brought a spirit back and it wasn't until they went to this place where apparently it's, it's no man's land and spirits and humans can just chill with each other. That's when the spirit decided to kind of pop out and start making himself known i mean I, it might have happened anywhere you know i think the idea was that this was quite soon uh, after they came back from egypt that they moved right oh so straight afterwards place. i mean we have talked about ancient egyptian curses before yeah i guess it's possible yeah i mean from our experience with ancient egyptian curses though like uh the curse of tutankhamun and carter uh, discovering it it was a subtle a very subtle discreet curse that would affect people in different ways uh, over the course of many years. Whether it was, you know, somebody nicking, just nicking themselves, shaving, <laughs> and then dying from a blood disease yes, months later. Yes, quite subtle. Or, or yes. someone falling dead from a mysterious illness. Yeah, their heart no one could explain it. <gasps> oh my yeah. gosh. Now you're saying there's a nine foot bird man walking in the kitchen eating cocoa puffs. He's That's pretty himself, hardcore. He's making himself coffee, walking around without a towel, walking around <laughs> after the shower without a towel. I look, I, we're not going to dwell on it because unbelievably and thankfully there are other possible explanations for what's happening. Okay. You know, this area apparently has quite a rich history of witchcraft. Um, mm. Allegedly, you know, England had a lot more witches that were actually accused and killed but in wales uh, less were actually tried so it didn't mean that there weren't any they just uh, maybe actually were allowed to live uh, more often that's interesting that in wales they were just they just didn't care as much yeah they were like yeah i don't know fine. the full extent of that but apparently there is a bit of a difference in how it was treated um, i think i'd be pretty chill with witches if if someone right now was like it's like yo witchcraft is super real and can do a bunch of crazy crazy shit i'd be like can we use it can we use it to do a bunch of cool stuff this sounds great i think it's weird to just be like shut it down you know and and burn witches that seems like a bad idea you see what you what you got to put your mindset back to rory is um you know in kind of you know 15th century England, they didn't want women to do anything. Right, uh, of course. If you think a woman playing football is punishable by death, you're going to be pretty pissed when you find out they can fly. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. It's more, it's less about the actual paranormal or the whatever. It's more just like, uh, I just don't like them being able to do whatever they want. I think that was kind of the vibe. Right, okay. It's more of like an underlining, I think kind a lot of, of these people just hate just women. Misogynistic sort of legal system. Yeah, I think so. Sure, I think so. okay. I understand. But you, you make an excellent point. If witches existed today, if I found out that my wife was a witch, I'm going to be extremely progressive about the whole thing. Not only am I not going to be mad, I'm going to be like, what the hell am I doing over here uh, working? Can you just magic up some cash? I'm, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah! I'm so ready to be. Uh, I want to. I want a sugar witch. <laughs> I w I'll just be a boy toy to a sugar witch. I've seen Kiki's delivery service. Let's just fly about on a broom. I'll be the cat. Yeah, you the, can be the witch. We'll little, just eat bread and shit. It's gonna be great. That little homie was a gold digger. He <laughs> he he saw what Kiki could do, and he was like, "I'm gonna win her over with bicycles." I think was the point of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm definitely here for it. But I've left maybe the most believable, solid, tangible theory about what's going on here till the end. Mm. There is a local legend about a grisly axe murder of a young man, a farmer who lived on this property. Could it be 
he was haunting the house to this present day. Needless to say, they're at breaking point. And this is when they find their lucky break. There's an article in the newspaper about a famous British medium, Eddie Burks, who had successfully banished ghosts and demons from all over the UK. They got in touch and he came to hail Fanog. When he arrived, he began quietly walking around the house. Leaving the living room, he moved to the stairs. Oh, right here, I feel something. It was a relief that he stopped in the exact spot that the horrible smells and sound of footsteps had been coming from. There's a lot of energy just here. Hold on, I need to listen. All right, I've got the young man here who was killed with an axe, and he's got quite the story to tell. Eddie began repeating the words of the ghost whispered to him from beyond the veil. I'm James Griffiths. I was killed by my friend Thomas Edwards, but it's not what you think. I witnessed a murder here. I saw the, the rich landowner kill his wife, and he blackmailed Thomas into silencing me. He didn't want to do it, but they said they'd kill his family. He sobbed as he killed me. Even after he was charged with my murder, he was too afraid to tell the truth. He took the secret to the gallows. I mean, if ghosts come from unfinished business, that's gonna do the trick. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty complicated story to kind of throw into the mix about this bizarre axe murder. Yeah, real life's complicated, Rory. Get with it. <laughs> it's cool though. Like, you know, we kind of, it's like they already had this loose story, the legend of a murder that took place. Pretty cool that, and, and I know that this is open to skepticism, but this is what mediums do, but it's cool to allegedly get the scoop, get the, the real story from the person who was killed. Yeah. I mean, I do love the idea of this uh, this medium coming in and being, it's because of this story all those years ago, the unfinished business, the betrayal. That is why these paranormal events have taken hold of this house. And uh, the dad is like, so that's why the pig went crazy, huh? And he's like, what? Like, yeah, I, the pig went nuts. I had to blast, blow his, his brains out. And it's like, what the f*** are you talking about? You shot a pig in the yeah, head? Yeah. Why the f***? He said it was an axe. It's like, uh, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought that was kind of part of the whole thing. He wasn't uh, really acting that weird. Now that he kind of just snarled a bit. And I thought he was, thought he was part of the whole thing. You're saying he was just, uh, just saying hello. I thought you were going to say the medium explains all of this. And it's because Thomas Edwards all those years ago was betrayed by those who loved him. And he, and he took the secret to the grave. Ra walks in, still eating a bowl of cereal. That's not why I'm here. I'm just chilling. Uh, you do your thing, though. You do your thing, though. But I'm just letting you know, if he exercised the house, I'm still going to be here. I've never even heard of that, Don't dude. Don't mind me. You got any more milk, by the way? I think we're out of milk. I don't even know who any of those guys are. That sucks, though, for them. Seriously. Yeah. But I'm still going to be here. Yeah. I'm happy for you, or sorry to hear that, whatever it was. I wasn't really listening. He opens the door to his bedroom. <laughs> this is the thing about mediums though the proof of the pudding is going to be in the eating of the pudding eddie burks left shortly afterwards promising that he'd come back if there was more trouble but that was pretty much it the electricity bills came back down the ancient egyptian gods stopped making sandwiches in the kitchen in the middle of the night and i will say for the sake of getting this into one episode, I, there is more to this case. I've had to cut, you know, a certain amount of information. So if you've enjoyed this, by all means, check out, I guess, Danny Robbins' series, Hellfire Farm. For more detail, um, there's a ton going on. It, like, at one point, the husband, Bill, it turns out he's a witch or something. <laughs> what? I didn't fully follow, but... Uh, I will say as we circle the end here that sometimes on TPL, we like to highlight the motives of people who have experienced the paranormal. Yes. Well, I can say that this family really, I would say, didn't gain anything, to be honest. It seems like it started off, as I said, a really hard time for Bill. They ended up separating as a family. He died recently, actually, of health complications. Oh. He wasn't that old. Um, to my knowledge, there was no kind of book deal or whatever. Yeah. Um, Liz has always stood by the same story. She's given dozens of interviews over the years. There was a Channel 4 doc, I think in 2018 or so. And then, of course, the recent BBC uh, series by Danny Robbins. Um, now, interestingly, the BBC did contact the current owners of this house and they claim that nothing has ever really happened while they've been there. Okay. So maybe the final exorcism worked. I mean, 
was it even an exorcism? It sounds like they just got a medium involved to talk to the restless spirit. And even just hearing the story was enough to chill things out. Yeah, I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know how that stopped everything. Because it seemed like there was a lot of sh weird shit going down in that house. But glad to hear that it has chilled out now and people can kind of reside there relatively peacefully. Again, this is Ra, like sitting on the sofa. <laughs> I just don't, I don't follow. Like, so James, I can't even make sense <laughs> head or tails of this. Um, I guess the one kind of flaw in all of this is, you know, you said this was pretty much the beginning of the 70s, 1970s. No, 1969. Well, that's what I'm, yeah, it's pretty much the beginning of the <laughs> so 70s. You keep saying 70s, but it's 1969. It is one year <laughs> away from that. 1969, okay. fine. We should have some photos, some videos. Like, this isn't a thousand years ago. It isn't even a hundred years ago. Uh, I will say, when I was looking into this, I dug and I dug and there was, I, I was like, man, if you're saying there's an amulet, I got to see that amulet. I kind of looked around myself and I even uh, emailed uh, researcher Amy and I was like, I was like, Amy, before I go on the record to say that there's no evidence, can you confirm? And she was like, there's, there's nothing. I've, I've looked, we both looked, there's, okay. there's nothing. Uh, yeah, there is, there is a, a total lack. Now, of course, as you say, what would there be photos of? Uh, I think there is things. There is the amulet. There is the maybe could have been able to to capture um, some of the light phenomena. As we know, ghost pics are um, kind of non-existent, even in the whole ghost world. You never really get those. But some there's so much that happened here. Yeah, surely something would would be coming up as physical evidence. I'm gonna put on my uh, skeptic hat for a second here, and also pick up on a little detail you mentioned earlier in the case, which is. You said that the family, prior to moving to this house, went on a trip to Egypt and went into a pyramid. And went on their way back from the pyramid, they felt like there was something with them. Uh, no, I think they uh, they felt a creepy vibe in the pyramid. Right. And then I think I was extrapolating and saying, what if something came back with them? Okay, I was just trying to essentially figure out what were their beliefs in the paranormal before moving into the house. Yeah. Because if they're already coming in fully loaded, believing in all this stuff, and then you just hear some creaky noises because it's an old house, immediately that is ghosts upstairs tap dancing in our attic. Um, so I'm just trying to understand the the where the family are and what their relation is to the to the paranormal. It's a really it's a really tough one. You know, we're at the conclusions portion. Uh, you know, I I think I do feel quite conflicted about this case. I think it's disappointing. There's no physical evidence. Yeah. But it is, you know, whenever you, you know, see any interviews with Liz uh, and the fact that this has been turned into a couple of different kind of real kind of prestige features between Channel 4 and BBC, you see there, there's the people are not old. They're alive. They're telling always telling the same story and they take it bloody seriously. So you feel a bit conflicted. It's easy to say that it's silly, but um, it's not silly to them. So in the case, Rory of Hale Fanog and the Hellfire Farm, uh, what do you think with what you've seen today? Is this a yes or a no? Is it paranormal or not? I think with this case, I think I've had a great time hearing about the stories. But for me, there's too many red flags in this investigation for me to fully commit to What was it when I said yes. Bill's a witch? God damn it. I, <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I shouldn't have said that. that. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it's like all these paranormal poltergeist stories. What we like to have is a, a good, solid explanation behind the event that can kind of justify why they're taking place. That sometimes, in lieu of evidence, is enough to give a case a yes. Uh, but well, in today's... That's the only thing we do have. The no, murder. we don't. The murder. The murder didn't even explain a single thing that happened in the house. That was like an extra thing we heard about that wasn't even happening. <laughs> well, I wouldn't explain. It's, it's, that's why there's a ghost. Because the guy was murdered. What, what do you mean that's why there's a ghost? Because a guy got his head chopped off? That's why there's an old woman in the chair? That's why there's lasers blasting downstairs. That's why an ancient Egyptian god is walking around the kitchen. Yeah, the, and a pig went insane. I shouldn't have mentioned the god. The goats all died, by the way. Just randomly died. Because a guy got his head cut off. That doesn't link up in any way. You can't just say something traumatic happened in the past. So now everything is happening now. But I do think that's pretty much how poltergeist cases work. Is it's like, like poltergeists aren't like... My family abused me, so I'm going to rattle cupboards. There's not usually like a, a, hot, a black and white, like, this is why I'm throwing a kettle across the room. It's just right. like <laughs> bad vibes equal 
ghostly activities. But usually um, that's the vagueness of it. Like any, if you're, whatever happened to you in the past, you uh, being angry about it in the future means just rattling shit and throw it around. Mm -hmm. But if a guy had his head cut off by an axe and you see a spirit in your kitchen, that spirit better have no head. <laughs> well, yeah, Otherwise, yeah, that's yeah, a whole yeah, nother yeah. bag of chips. <laughs> that's a whole nother other thing you got to figure out real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm not entirely sure that the alleged events of the past, which we also don't really have any evidence of, except for a voice in a wall telling a dude it happened. They don't really explain anything that happened in the future. So I think it's going to be a no from me this week. I think we've got a double note on our hands uh, for this particular case, um, but one that we've enjoyed looking into nonetheless. And uh, yet another case that Danny Robbins has got his grubby little BBC mitts all over before we even got to it. Just joking. Love you, Danny. Come on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, I want us to actually have a moment for the pig. I feel like he got wrapped up in all of this and I feel like he didn't even know what was going on. And I, I'm actually... He caught astray. <laughs> he caught astray for real. He, I mean, like he's, he's in, imagine just being like he's just like vibing. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. By the way, he doesn't on. know what ghosts are. He doesn't know what day it is. And a dude just walked up and shot him in the head. He didn't. He didn't deserve this. <laughs> I, I I think Rory. I think we've got a. I think when the time comes and we do uh, hopefully this year an on location investigation of our own, we got to do a ghost because we need to end this dry spell for ghost cases. Uh, well, as I said, we had one or two, at least one ghost case in the last 20 or 30 episodes that was a yes. Because I remember being so psyched we actually got a double yes yeah. on a poltergeist story or whatever it was. But just by nature, they're harder to prove. We do know this. And I'm not going to turn down my skepticism dials uh, just because it's a different type of case. I'm just saying I think we would think differently if we went and did it ourselves. I think that's the problem is that right. we're watching these videos and this I'm literally got a woman I've got a video of Liz in front of me crying on camera about yeah I what didn't see that I didn't see uh, that video <laughs> and uh you probably should have played that at some point in the episode before I came no down so swiftly on a no uh that would have been good to see <laughs> I'm like putting it in your face it's like oh look what you've done <laughs> look what you've done she's upset um but I just think we might think differently if it happened to us one day yeah hey I'd be down for that I'm always uh, excited to expose myself to the paranormal. And I think, you know, our ghost hunting equipment can be, yes, EMF readers, night vision goggles. Yes, yes. Also, let's bring a piglet. And if he starts going a little crazy, we know something maybe is going on here. <laughs> um, hope you've enjoyed this investigation into Hale Fanog and the Hellfire Farm. What a case. Well done, Kit, Thank you and well to done, Amy. Researcher Amy for researching that one. Thank you to Philip Shacklady for editing. Of course, if you've got any of your own submissions, you know where to send them. This paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. We've got cameras in front of our beautiful faces right now getting video. So if you want to see some of the uh, best clips of recent This Paranormal Life episodes, even clips from this very episode, they are live on our social media right now on YouTube. So head over to the links that are in the description of this podcast. It's really fun to see our beautiful new studio in glorious HD and hang out in the comments section. And let's be honest, see how much people are roasting us for our appearance, our opinions and our voices. Yeah, you know, when people listen to podcasts and they haven't seen what the people actually look like, the hosts look like, they like to build images in their heads. Yeah. So it's kind of funny with, with me. It's like, huh. From the way that you sound, I assumed you were like six foot five, not six foot three. Um, You're not six foot three. And it's like in my heelies. Five ten. In my, my heelies, I'm getting close to six foot three. Uh, and they're like, "Damn, I thought you like I knew you were jacked because of the voice and stuff." But like, damn, you, you just lowered your voice. You're, as, straight, as you said. <laughs> You're straight out of a diet coke ad, motherfucker. You know, you sheesh. I've you know? studied the ads, and I would know <laughs> that you're not. So, because. <laughs> They're on a different level. And I'm getting hot and heavy just thinking about it. <laughs> you're like, you're straight out of an ad for Capri Sun. <laughs> you look like a prepubescent. Underdeveloped. <laughs> High-pitched voice. <laughs> you look like an ad. you're in an ad for Sunny Delight. <laughs> I, I simply wish we were joking, but I've said on the podcast before, um, several people when we went on tour said, wow. I'm surprised, uh, judging by your voice, I assumed you were both short, uh, True. which I took as, of course, unbelievably offensive. That's a compliment, though, isn't it? That we're 
It's I, we I have think, short voices. I think but describe. We're... I think you would describe that as a backhanded compliment, right? Um, as in, you sound extremely short, and you're actually normal height. Yeah, like like uh, like when you say like, oh, like Kit, that's a really uh, nice sh- shirt. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't be brave enough to wear something like that. <laughs> yeah, and you're really like, brave. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I guess. Yeah. Uh, should we do a shout out for the wall? Do you, do you want to do it? Yeah, we haven't done it yet. Um, so if you're seeing the video of this right now, behind Rory is a beautiful wall of paranormal evidence. The TPL conspiracy wall. Basically, what we have is I tried to replicate Mulder's office from the X-Files right. as part of our set for the podcast. So we have a huge wall behind me filled with declassified artifacts, pictures of UFOs, articles from ufos and a bunch of other cool little references from this paranormal life episodes in the past but we want to fill this wall out with a bunch of cool posters and pictures so if you are a fan of the podcast and you have ever made any fan art or uh, you'd like to draw something or print us out something to for us to stick on the wall and possibly be immortalized in uh in the tpl background then send it to us. We'll do a post on patreon.com where we can list our mailing address where you can uh, send in some cool stuff to uh, for us to put on the wall. So keep an eye out and head on over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. Where, of course, there's lots of other great shit, including bonus episodes monthly and weekly after party episodes. Don't call it shit. Behind that makes it sound scenes. like it's not good. I'm just trying to be hip and down with the kids. So this in Don't swear so much. It's garbage. <laughs> over at Patreon. I think they can tell you're trying a bit There's hard. There's a ton of shiz. Fucking <laughs> There's a ton shit. of I'm not swearing anymore. There's, okay. There's a bunch of shiz over there. And uh, uh, don't. Don't look at me as if <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. What do you mean, don't look at you? At the You're just standing at, right at across from end, me. Look, we've got to get through this. Okay. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash this program. Because at the end of every episode, we like to shout out some of those patrons right here on the podcast. Some of those fuckers. Let's get, yes. Some of those fucking We like to shout out. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you to Patrick McAlpin. Well, if it isn't Patrick Scalpin McAlpin, um, you'll generally find Patrick outside um, popular concerts scalping tickets. Right. Okay, that's a lot nicer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> thought it was going to be cutting the head off of living creatures. But... Yeah, well, you'll want to see what he does to the people who can afford the tickets. Oh, God. My God. Uh, Patrick, stop it. You're ruining the music industry. Um, it's not fair. But that being said... The killers are coming to town and I wasn't able to get tickets. So Patrick, hit me up. I've got cash ready for you. Ready for you, please, please. Thanks to Jennifer Stang. Jennifer Stang actually must have been inspired uh, by the story we were talking about today because uh, she actually has a band called the Insane Piglets. Wow, that's that's a cool name for a band. Try and guess what type of music they play. Just based on the name alone. Punk rock. Country music. Oh, that's pretty good. The, the insane piglets. Is there three of them? And like one of them is in a house made of like, hey, one of them's in a house made of f-ing rocks. I don't remember what the other ones were. Sand? Does someone make sand? Uh, no, there's six and they uh, they dress up as pigs and run around <laughs> doing backflips. Um, but the music, it's roots country. It is It is extremely tasteful. I'm here for it. Thanks also to Garrett Richards. Come on down to Garrett's Pirates. We've got every type of parrot you could dream of. Blue parrot, red parrot. How many types of parrots are there? Green parrot. Um... These are just colors, by the way. I don't think these are like species No, of no, they're species. I just don't have the f***ing, the little, the little card that tells me they're, they've all got name badges, but they don't stay on the wings. So the name badges fall off and then I can't remember which one is which, but like we got loads. So it's fine. That's a pigeon. That one's a pigeon. No, he talks. That's gray Tony, parrot. Tony, talk. <laughs> You hear that? He was saying cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I don't I think that's a well that's a squirrel for sure. He no, didn't even have wings. No, no, it's a parrot. That's a that's a gray parrot. That's a nut parrot. <laughs> I call him. We are low on parrots. So if we can interest you in a squirrel, that'd be really great <laughs> to keep the bottom line moving. Uh thanks lastly today to Andres. Andres, we're very paranoid with kind of outside contamination coming into the paranormal commune. Uh, so if you could, before you go through the gates, uh, just Andres, 
Whoa! And go into one of the decontamination showers very briefly. I don't know. We will incinerate your clothes once you've undressed. Can we get them a robe at least? We have sacks. <laughs> we have we have sacks. You can choose your Would color. You get a choice: burlap, potato, yeah, coffee, or rice. <laughs> Those are those are the kind of options, uh, and whichever it's kind of like in Hunger Games, whatever brand of sack you choose, that will kind of be your your house your, your, your house name. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you will be fighting in the wars uh, this weekend. Team Rice versus Team Coffee. Come on down, it's gonna be great. You're gonna have a great time. Uh, thank you to everyone who shouted out today. Thank you, Andres. Thank you to everyone else. We will have more shout outs from next week. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, not a yes Woo. this week, but we live in hope that next week will we'll bring us that glorious, delicious yes. And hopefully we won't see any more insane piglets. I think we've actually possibly got a few guests on uh, next week's episode. So <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I think we, we, I I think we do think actually have a few good. guests that are going to be a joining few. us. A That's couple. Crazy. The most guests we've ever had on the show before. So it's going to be a rowdy one. And they're mouthy little f***ers. They really are. <laughs> Uh, so you'll need to tune into that on Tuesday. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode, which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners. And every Sunday, we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost Ghost stories wherever you get your podcasts.